Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, or should I say Let's Talk Tottenham International, International Weekend. A uh, few games to talk about, a few performances to talk about before the uh, Premier League starts again next week. Uh, two great guests today, hopefully Tommy will make it three, uh, hopefully he'll be here a bit later, but uh, for the moment, uh, two great guests, as I say, Brad, uh, been on here a few times, how are you doing Brad? I'm doing, thank you very much, doing well, just uh, keeping an eye on the uh, England game, uh, currently England are leading 2-0 uh, after 23 minutes. And uh, Kane hasn't scored, but if he does score, he will be uh, the record holder for the most goals in a calendar year for England. So, uh, yeah. so well, you're the unofficial uh, score update for this yeah. uh, for the next hour or so. Um, yeah, then you're heading off to the Irish Hotspur. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be here to yeah. at least for half time anyway. So, yeah, excellent. And uh, a guest I've wanted on for a little while ever since I spoke to him on uh, Eugene's channel, Vez uh, from uh, Sp- Shelf Side Spurs. How are you doing, Vez? Good evening. Great to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. That's great. And uh, Shelfside Spurs, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's in the description anyway, but uh, for anyone who doesn't know, where can they find it? Uh, Usually Thursday or Friday between 7 and 7.30 we kick off, um, depending on if there's a European game. Uh, Yeah, please do come visit, watch, like, subscribe. Um, We're a bit bit anarchic. Um, (laughs) We have a good time. Uh, and, uh, And I'm sure you will too, so please do come visit. Yeah, definitely go and visit Shelf Side Spurs. And Brad, any uh, news on your music channel yet? Or is that still... Uh, I've got got Friday off, so I'm going to make another attempt at recording one of the songs. As long as I can get one song done, then I can actually sort of start it up and try and do a song a week. But uh, I'm still practising, so uh, hopefully on Friday I'll be able to to get it right. And then it's just a question of uh, finding out how to set up a YouTube channel, which I'm sure is very easy. Uh, But (laughs) yes... well, you're, you're part of the Spurs uh, streaming community now, so I'm sure there's a, there's at least 20 people who will be willing to help you there. Oh, hopefully, yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Put I'm out the sure call and you'll be deluged by WhatsApp at messages. Yeah, right? well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be doing the old click, like and subscribe and hit the notification <laughs> bell for my own channel, so, you know. <laughs> Talking to the Spurs community, we've got a couple of comments from two legends of them, Eugene. Uh, saying welcome. Uh, how you doing, Eugene? Thanks for watching. And Mr. K, the legend. Mr. K. Um, but we'll crack on with. Uh... England have got a penalty, by the way. Oh, all right. Yeah, for a handball. Well, that leads us nicely in. Well, you just interrupt us, uh, uh, Brad, whenever uh, Kane scores it, and we'll get on to Kane. He got a hat trick in midweek. Albania, admittedly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mez. Uh, it's got to be good news, right? Kane getting goals. Uh, and it just shows that if he's in the box and the ball goes in the box, he will score goals under Nuno for me. I think I think part of it was Kane and his attitude, certainly earlier on. I think the Arsenal game for me was turning point, tracking yeah. back 70 yards. And he's got, four, he's got four in two games now. He's got four in two games. I can't, unfortunately, edit that out. Um, but it's very likely he'll get another hat-trick today. And... Yeah, I thought that the, the tactics under Nuno, just not attacking at all, aren't going to help Kane. And the fact we don't have a playmaker means he's going to uh, drop deep and get the ball. But, I mean, this surely three goals and, and one more than counting surely has to help his confidence, right, into just believing that he yeah. can still bang yeah. goals for Spurs. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it's a combination of, circ- of combination of different factors. I think I'm, I'm still of the belief that Nuno when he was deploying his a formation at Spurs or the system that he was playing at Spurs, I don't think it was something that he was 
familiar enough with to be able to give effective instruction in. And so what Kane, I think, was doing this season up until the arrival of Conte was he was essentially reverting to what he'd learned over the last couple of seasons with Jose, which was to drop deep and try and create. Um, but the mm. rest of the squad around him at that point, they, because they didn't know what they were doing either, you know, when he was dropping deep under Jose, at least the, the, the idea was that the rest of the team knew that he would be doing that. Whereas I'm not sure that the rest of the team knew they weren't instructed effectively enough to do that. Mm. And so he's been ineffective in doing that this season. With Conte, the way that he the way that he sets up his system, be that if he's playing a three four three or a three five two or a three four two one or uh, sorry, three four two one, whichever version you want to talk about, ultimately you, your striker, if they're alone, will be um, will be expected to sort of be on the end of balls and for other people to do the creating. The fact that he scored four for England now after the disappointment of the European Championships, um, you know, and with Conte coming in, I think that's going to give his confidence an enormous boost. Um, and so if he's going to be playing up front, we know he's got an eye for goal. We knew that. We've known that for years. So if Conte can sort out the supply problem, um, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we will start seeing Harry Kane actually start, you know, scoring again um, in the Premier League. Yeah, I don't think Conte has even started to look at the attack either. I think against yeah. Everton, he was just concentrating on making sure we didn't concede, which worked after the Vitesse game. Mm. And so I think once he, so as soon as he starts working on the attack and how they do it, and let's face it, if he plays with the expected five in the middle with two up front, then you're mm -hmm. going to get Kane and Son, uh, who yeah. uh, two up front under Mourinho were, were brilliant. So hopefully that, that will happen again. And uh, yeah, and then obviously the January window, I think, uh, which we'll talk about later, uh, mm. will, will be key to, to Kane. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting how he plays against Leeds because I, I, I think uh, Tottenham are on the verge of a hatful of goals. I mean, we haven't scored mm. in three games or three and a half games. So uh, mm, you just wonder whether we're due for a hatful and. Uh, if we get a hat for you, you'd probably put your money on Kane being, being one of them. So, yeah, hopefully it'll happen on Absolutely. Sunday. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Wayne Bonner here. How you doing, Wayne? Uh, not just this stream, Wayne. but uh, a support of all Spurs streams. Uh, a big appreciation for Wayne. Hopefully, the hat trick will set Kane set up Kane off on a goal scoring run. We have easy enough games coming up for him to do so. I mean, uh, Brad, uh, you mentioned Leeds there. I think teams have figured them out a little bit now. They know that they're going to attack and know they don't have a defence. So if you can sort out your defence against Leeds, you're yeah. likely to score goals. Yeah. So do, do you think, because Albania and San Marino, I mean, I can get 11 players together and probably get give Albania and San Marino a run for their money. Um, do you think this was, a, including Leeds, is a good run of games for Kane to get his confidence up? Obviously, a hat-trick Albania, San Marino... He's got one already, possibly another hat trick, and then Leeds, who who we've just mentioned, are oh, great defensively. Do you think it's a good run of games for for him? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing is, is uh, I've got to say the old Harry Kane. Well, obviously, but obviously, you know, he says it all the time. <laughs> you, you, you watch an interview with him now. You, you, all you hear is obviously, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, I think uh, people sort of say, oh, he only scored against Albania and San Marino. But thing thing is, if he hadn't scored against San Marino and Albania, they'd all be moaning about it. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're on a, a, a no-win situation. I think against Leeds, because they, they, they play attacking football, try to attack, 
that's going to leave a lot of gaps which we can exploit. And I think with Kane and Son up front, and, and you're presuming someone like Lucas there, I mean, yeah, he should he should get uh, quite a few chances on on Sunday. And uh, obviously, you put those away, and then that builds your confidence up. And that, that's yeah. it. You get to a stage where you expect to score every game, and that's that's the thing with, with a striker. You know, you, you have that uh, that confidence that once it starts going in, you think oh, I can score from anywhere. And, and Kane, as we yeah. know, you know, I mean, he's got this this myth about him only scoring from inside the six yard ball. He's scored a no. lot of goals from outside the yeah. area because he, yeah. he shoots on sight. He, he's got mm -hmm. a very uh, when he gets the ball, he can set the shot really quickly. And so I think, yeah, against Leeds, hopefully, uh, I mean, hopefully we win for for, for the start. But uh, yeah, I think he'll, uh, I think he'll uh, get a hat for the chances and hopefully go away. Yeah, it's very much about the supply to him. It's about the supply to him. We don't have to. You see, we don't have to become ultra creative. And I know it's four nil, by the way. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> I, missed it. I missed that one. <laughs> uh, we don't have to be ultra creative yet. It's going to no. take time, but ultimately. I think, I think because we had a situation in which our sort of creator was pretty much focused on one player with Christian Eriksen, I think we're we're sort of telling ourselves that it has to be that one player that we need to find. Mm. Um, I get the feeling that Conte uh, he will want he will want you know creativity in the midfield anyway. But I think it won't be a case of we need that one person to make us click. I think it will be a case of we need to find the players that can do it together, be that yeah. if they already exist at Spurs or if we need to bring people in. Um, it is all about supply when it comes to Kane um, and Sonny, to be honest, although Sonny's got more creativity to him. But yeah, you, you put Kane in the box and you sort out the ball getting to him and there'll be there'll be certain teams that we will completely rip to pieces, and Leeds mm. has the potential to be one of them. Mm. So mm. yeah, we'll we'll we will see. Uh, I, I didn't. Really, uh, sorry, go. On. So, well, I'll, I'll come to you actually, because uh, you mentioned it. Uh, confidence and people saying, "Ah, it's only Albania, only Sam." I mean, when you're not scoring goals, doesn't matter who it's against. You just want to get the chances and score. Oh, yeah. And that that overhead kick, I don't think he does that in the for the first goal. I think it, the first two goals gave him the confidence to try yeah. something like that. If it doesn't happen, okay, well, I've tried it, but. Well, I mean, I was, I was watching the we are sorry. I was watching the we are Tottenham TV boys on today, and and they were saying that. They can't ever remember him scoring a goal like that ever. Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't think I've ever seen him do a scissors kick. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's really like well, you know, as you, you're right, you're right. You know, if you don't score the first two, then you know, or you score the first two, then you're confident to try things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think confidence has definitely played part. We, in the Premier League, we've attacked twice that I can remember, and that consistently in the game. That was Villa. That was Newcastle. Yeah. Villa, he hadn't scored for I don't know, and and he he seemed red. To be snatching at his chances, very yeah. unlike Kane. And then Newcastle, I think the the fact that oh we might be playing attack and I'll get chances, I'll calm yeah. down. He took his goal superbly, and then he's obviously aggressive because we haven't attacked. Knows England will attack. Knows they're against a poor team. See the results on Wednesday or whenever the game was. So, do you think he'll be looking to go straight off there, thinking we will attack its leads and Conte will let us attack? Or, or do you think Conte will, like Brad says, concentrate on the defence and try maybe not try and nickel one nil, but play it a bit more conservatively? Um, well, this is the weird thing. This is actually the 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 paradox a little bit of Conte in that he 
the basic philosophy is quite Italian. It's people label it defensive, but that's only because it's based on a on a system that seeds possession or is willing to seed possession and will like to then counterpunch teams. Now, technically, that's defensive. But at the same time, his teams score a lot of goals. A lot of goals. Um, and so it's it's a very, very offensive, defensive game that he plays. Um, and so I think that Kane, Kane is ultimately is ultimately one that can benefit from it. And also I think that Sonny will be potentially one who'll benefit from it because of his pace. Um, I think I think the re- with us for the next few games, possibly for the rest of the season, I think we're going to have a lot of ups and downs. Um, there's a lot to sort of iron out at Spurs. Um, with regard to this squad, um, new people to bring in and bed in, um, you know, old habits to be taken away and sort of, you know, crushed and, and put aside. So I think that what we'll see will be like a, you know, if you watch it, if you saw it on a graph, it'd be like that. Mm. But there'll be a general upward trend. And then given a preseason over the summer, I think that he will then be able to really mould the squad um to to his precise liking or more to his precise liking and then we will see real progression when it comes to Kane specifically I think he for him I I don't think it's necessarily that his heart hasn't been in Spurs I just think his heart wasn't in it at all Mm, for the last few games I think he's essentially been that old word that we used to use for players unsettled because of what happened over the summer, contrary to what he might have said in in recent media interviews, I think he has been unsettled. It's got nothing to do with whether or not he wants to play for Spurs or not. He, it's a question of does he want to play at all? Um, and I think that now that Conte's come in, he's recovering from that. He's getting probably recovered from that with England, uh, and we'll see. We'll see again. Fingers crossed. The old cane. Uh, playing so yeah I think we'll be fine with Kane yeah. and also the, the, the other thing about confidence it, it, it not only goes for Harry Kane it goes for the whole team as well mm. I mean their, yeah, their confidence is, is very low at the moment with, or yeah. was low under Nuno and you know poor old Nuno I sort of do feel a little bit sorry for him but he just he wasn't you know what wasn't at the races he was, it was just a job that mm. was too far for him mm. and whatever he was trying to do wasn't working like he weren't understanding it and of course, when you get bad results, then your confidence drops, and you think, oh, and, and that goes. For, I mean, say Kane being unsettled. Oh, it's another penalty, by the way. Perfect Patrick is left right header is like three penalty hat trick. Is that like an imperfect hat trick? Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, we haven't got this one yet. It's uh, uh, I don't know who got the fourth goal either. So. <laughs> Might have to Google yeah. that. I'll have to look at what I'm looking at. Yeah. Here he goes. Hold on. So it, was, it, was, it was Kane who got the second, so he's on the hat trick here. Oh, oh my word. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, in the goal. Yep, five nil. There you go. Yeah, okay, so. Right, take him off. Take him off. Save him for yeah. seven. <laughs> well, I mean, he can really fill his boots. He can easily get like six. But yeah. I would imagine he'll be off at half time. That most yeah. of the. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's an actual qualifier, isn't it? So it's only a. Well, we we have five subs. Yeah, whatever, and I'll the, tell you, the, the you know, the thing about I've noticed about Kane penalties, it, it never goes in the same area. No, no. He, he, he's got a, a lot. I mean, this one here has gone in the top top. Left hand corner, uh, as you look at it, top left hand corner. Left, the yeah. first penalty, he went straight down the middle. Yeah. So he's not he's not predictable where he's going to uh, hide, Mister K. He's not predictable where he's going to take his penalties. He seems mm, to take yeah. them in all all parts of the goal. And well, I think well, he's, yeah. uh, uh, apart from maybe Matt Letitia, I don't think there's a more reliable penalty taker in the. In, he hasn't in missed the a penalty yeah. for for years. Hasn't no, he? He missed... Liverpool in the two alls. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He, he missed one for England, yeah. didn't he? He did, yeah. And I think he missed one against Southampton a few yeah. years ago. I think I think we ended up winning the game comfortably anyway, but I think he missed it. But, but, but that comes down to, and, and, and this is something that you mentioned, Vez, on Eugene's channel. I am still here. Uh, I can hear you. Yeah. I'm just, uh, where, where you were talking about... Uh, uh, oh, well, I can't think of what it was now. It's... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Brad will know. When you, muscle memory. Muscle memory. Yeah, memory. Yeah. Muscle memory. Yeah. 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 And, and, Ian Wright and, and Alan Shearer and Gary Lineker talk about all the time of penalties on the training pitch, just practice, 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 mm -hmm. 50 penalties mm -hmm. all in the same corner because then the yeah. muscle memory is there. You don't necessarily have the crowd and the pressure and everything, but you know you have the muscle memory to know you can put it that side. I think Kane is quite well documented, isn't it, that he's first onto the training pitch, last yeah. off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would imagine he's practised it. I mean, he should be practising his free kicks if he's going to insist on tape. Well, yeah. I imagine he practises yeah. the penalties a lot. And, and de dedication, and I think it's just a lack of confidence and, like you say, there's the uh, unsettled. But do you think we'll have that again in, in, in January? I read something online, whether it's Twitter, just rumours that City are going to prepare another bid. Do you, do you think they will? Do you think Conte being there will uh, say, well, I, I want to see what he can do? Or do you think mm. it's just a hogwash and just Twitter rumours and there's no bid incoming? I I reckon I reckon there's a there's a, a large degree of speculation sort of fueling the speculation, if that makes sense. It's like mm -hmm. conclusions being drawn. Well, City still oh, haven't scored it, a sign. It's now 6-0, six, six by the way. Amazing. Uh, and Amazing. Kane, Kane's got his fourth. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, if we can do that for Leeds, that's, against Leeds, that's going to be brilliant. Um I think that I think this I think it's it's speculation. Oh, a dribbling goal. Play. Wow. Sorry, sorry, I don't mean to like. Wow, gee, wow, that was messy. That was messy. Messy, messy, yeah, wow. Sorry, Sam Amino, Brad, calm down. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know, it's it's. Well, it's the sign. It's the sign of a professional. You know, he 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 can just do it against anyone. You know, yeah. It must be the sign of his confidence coming back. So I don't remember him dribbling a huge amount. Before, but uh, you would you would absolutely hope so. I mean, it, it it we have it's not been Harry Kane on the pitch for us. No, no it's no. not been. You know, for years he, he he's he's never played this badly, even when he was still developing. If that makes mm. sense, mm. you know, even when you know when he was developing, he might not have had the ability and the skills that he has now, but he had the energy and the and the and the drive for it. That's yeah. been missing, and that's quintessentially. 
that's the quintessence of Harry Kane is that drive. That's why he's the first on the the training pitches. The why he's the last to leave. Yeah. The, the uh, other thing also, the other, the other thing also is that he was saying that uh, how the European Championships affected him, and when you think of it, it, it must have affected yeah. us watching it. But yeah. now. Uh, I mean, all right, it was a foregone conclusion that England were going to qualify for the World Cup. But now we have officially, well, when this, this game ends, we have officially qualified for the World Cup. So now we can put that to one side and put England to one side and, and concentrate on Tottenham. So, yeah, so yeah it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's promising. It's amazing what a, a new manager does, isn't it? So, <laughs> I mean, I haven't felt this excited about Tottenham for a, for a long, long time. A long time. Yeah, uh, we've we've got a manager that that, and I I'm not so sure. I mean, people can correct me, but we've got a good team. We've got some decent players. Now, how mm-hmm. how that team compares to say the Chelsea team that he won the title with, or the Inter Milan mm-hmm. team that he won the title with? Uh, you know, so he can do it with if you give him a half decent team. I think he can have an effect on them. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying. I mean, let's face it. When he won the league with Chelsea, it was basically them and Tottenham. It was, it was a quiet. Those two seasons were the Leicester season. You know, mm-hmm. the, the other teams, your Man City and Liverpool's were were still rebuilding. So next season, you're still going to have the, the big three or the three that are up the top. But but yeah, I'm I'm quite confident that we can do something at, um, next season. We were the better team when you looked at the the personnel. We really were the better team. Uh, not necessarily an individual skill or profile but as a team we were better than Chelsea on paper Conte is the one that turned them from a poor team into a title winning team yeah yeah what we've lost since Pochettino started to sort of lose lose the influence that he had it was the it was the loss of influence over that squad that did for him yeah we've lost that cohesiveness I remember I used to Seriously, it's going to sound very purple, but my heart used to leap whenever we scored a goal and you saw every Spurs player just pile on each other. Yeah. And it was a yeah. big family, no matter who was in the, in the lineup at the time, you know, the, yeah. the handshakes, the sort of that chumminess, you know, that this is my mate that I'm playing the thing that I love yeah. with. Um, that's gone. And that is the thing that, and uh, uh, there are stories of what Conte did at Inter Milan uh, mm. in terms of doing that. And the one that I saw, I can't remember. Yeah, it was Conte apparently had an argument with one of his players at Inter, <laughs> and the way that they resolved it was that they held a a boxing match, with oh. Romelu, <laughs> a boxing match with Romelu Lukaku as the MC. Right, I don't remember who the player was, but they they boxed it out and they were best of friends afterwards. Yeah, you know? but still with that respect of that content, you know, um, that sort of thing. It, it's it's the it's the secret to Graham Potter's approach mm. to management as well. Mm. There are stories of when he was at um, Ostersons about some of the things that he got the squad to do, like putting on putting on a, a play at the end that they rehearsed throughout the season and then they performed at the end of the season <laughs> just, to, uh, just to sort of get that cohesion and that sense of togetherness. Um, these are the things that, are, that have been missing from Spurs um, and you will know who I actually hold to be responsible for the death of that culture. 
um, because of the way that the club has been run. Mm. I'm hoping that Conte will reinfuse that squad with the sense of togetherness, with the drive, with the hunger that they've lost over the last three and something bit years. Uh, and um, the other thing, yeah. Sorry, go. On. No, no, that, that that you know that's what I'm I'm yeah. really you know, hoping. It'd be, be interesting what they do uh, pre-season, wouldn't it? Because well, well, yeah. normally these days it's a it's a publicity thing. They go to wherever. Mm. Uh, be interesting because. I'm looking at, say, uh, well, the England cricket team, uh, the test team that, that became world champions a, year, a few years ago. Yeah, they, they did things like go away somewhere. They'd go away into the depths of the forest and they'd be like, you know, trying to survive and that sort of thing. And that got that team spirit. Yeah. And, and, and sort of knowing that you got to rely on your, your colleague in that environment, you've got to rely on your teammate in a football environment. Absolutely. So, so, so yeah, so I, you know, be interesting what they actually do. Uh, in pre-season, but you know you're right. I mean, you know that it's all about, and he's got them. It seems like a really small thing, but he said, "No, you all have lunch together. Mm. You know, all have that, do that sort of thing. You know, and this is mm. the sort of stuff that that these little things can yeah. make a difference. I think uh, mm. Clive Woodward for the England rugby team that mm. won the World Cup had the same sort of thing. He had peripheral vision training. He got a, right. a yeah, sight specialist. So, so you you know you, you peripheral to improve your peripheral vision. Brilliant. So you know, things like that, yeah. and you know, and it's really really small things. Yeah. That that, that when you put them all together, uh, you know, can 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 produce yeah. a winning team. So it's, you know, it's that last mm. it's that last couple of percent. That's yeah. the difference between that's being a good team it, and being a winning it, team. It, is exactly. that last couple of percent? It, exactly. That's mm. correct. Uh, it's half time, by the way. Uh, uh, well, that's Kane going in, isn't he? He's coming <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just uh, getting into yeah. a few comments. Uh, Wayne has said uh, what we were talking about earlier. Leeds will be the perfect game for Conte. After having time with a lot of our squad, his team choice could be interesting depending on injuries and arrivals back from international duty. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that a bit later on. Yeah. Uh, Carl Simpson, how are you doing, Carl? That's number four for Kane. <laughs> I mean, you, you've got to be careful if you're putting... Um, it's all right now. It's half time. We're putting stuff like that in because by the time he gets read out, he might have got another one. So yours might be out. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mr. K has asked this question uh, quickly. You could say how he has highlighted Pep that he still has it. Always letting content know he can still do it, but needs a better squad. What do you guys think? I think even if Pep wants him, he's still going to get past the Levy situation. So he ain't going to get him for anything less than uh, Levy wants. He's still got two and a half years now. And I would think. Conte is loving life at the moment, watching uh, watching football with Kane with seven goals in two games. Mm. Uh, and his confidence will be back. But uh, Brad, uh, what do you think? Uh, well, I think Conte uh, is the... And I don't want to sound like I'm getting a down on Nuno, but on, I think Conte will be the sort of person to convince Kane to stay at Tottenham. Mm. I, I think if yeah. if we still had Nuno in charge, I think Kane would be up for leaving in, 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 in mm. January. But I think Conte will convince him to stay... Uh, again, it comes down to the board, and if they back Conte, mm. we get players, and, and Kane can see. Kane has always said that if he sees a future and improvement mm. and possibilities, he will stay. And yeah. uh, obviously, at the end of last season, that wasn't looking that way. You know? <laughs> so, so he, he wanted to leave, and I think now with Conte, if, especially if we have up until January a good run, so we've still got League Cup, so we'd have played the League Cup quarter final by then. Yep. Uh, we would have uh, finished the group games in the Conference League mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we would know probably who was going to be our first opponent in the FA Cup. So yep. these sort of things could convince him to, to you know, think, oh, there's, there is a future here. 
And then, and then who, who knows? You know, we, we, you know, if we make Champions League football, then that solves that problem because Kane obviously wants to play at the highest level, which we're not, yeah. you know, we're not doing at the moment. So I think it's a good point that, that, that Mr. K brought up actually. But I think, I think Kane's doing it for himself more than more than anything. I don't think yeah. he's trying to impress Conte or trying to impress uh, Pep. I think he's actually trying to mm-hmm. try to do it for himself to get his confidence mm-hmm. back. And and as I said, he he seems to be quite happy with the appointment of Conte, who who is a proven winner. So, I mean, he 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 liked the. I mean, he was one of the ones that never complained about Mourinho, did he? He's the one that no. you know because I think Mourinho, he was devastated that Mourinho went. I mean, he's friends exactly, with Ryan yeah. Mason, but when you're trying yeah. to win a uh, cup, yeah. you know, yeah, yes. So I think uh, Conte yes. is the person that uh, that could can you know hopefully will convince Kane that that Tottenham's a place where. Where he wants to Absolutely. be. Absolutely, yeah. And another, hey. another thing, hey Brian. Another thing, uh, interestingly, is that uh, it, it, there could be a bit of a fight on for Valovic at uh, in in January. Mm. And uh, although it, everyone's sort of talking that we've we've skipped ahead of Arsenal, well, you know, Man City are still looking for a striker. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. that maybe they right. might turn your attention to Valovic rather than Kane. So right. yeah, who knows? there's always one factor. Man is obviously one... looking in the chat because Craig Bowler has literally just said that uh, if City are sniffing around Valovic, might be worth us get giving them Kane or just get both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you think? When it comes to the strikers, there's one thing you always, always, always have to remember when it comes to Man City and strikers. In the summer, Holland will be on the move, oh, and right, Holland yeah. has a strong oh, yeah, he does, Man City he? connection. His yeah. father played for yeah, thing, and his point. father is involved in his entourage. Mm, that's a good Seventy-five point. million. Obviously, he'll have enormous wage demands, but Man City can cover them. Yeah, you know, I right now for me, there are two striker moves in the summer that are nailed on, in my view, Holland to Man City. And Mbappe to Real Madrid. Mm. I, I, I would be willing to just go and put money on those happening, right? Oh, you and have to now, Bez. You, 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 <laughs> okay. you haven't won any money, you'll never forgive yourself. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll go and put <laughs> money on each somewhere, right? I'll say Mbappe to Real Madrid and Holland to Man City in the summer. Uh, I'll put a tenner on each, and I'll report back as to whether or not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think Holland. I think that. I think yeah, the Holland one is probably the most so, likely out of those two. So this is the thing, and and I think Kane Kane will know that because mm. he thinks so. The question, I mean, if he's if he's got any sense, you know, it'll be hold on a minute. So I'm going there. I'm going to play for five months, and then they're going to bring in the one of the hottest properties yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Am I really going to be? Am I really going to benefit from this move mm. in terms of football? Obviously, financially, he may well do. Um, but then we return to what you said, Brad, about how he's always said if Spurs show ambition, he's happy to stay. Can you get yep. much more ambitious than appointing Conte? Well, exactly. Nominally, obviously, we yes. don't know whether or not he's going to follow through. But <laughs> as one action to demonstrate ambition, who else? Who else would you would you I, be I, able to appoint? I, I, I two, what I found interesting, and I, I was actually going to look. Oh, Harry Kane is now the equal third England goal scorer. He's level on 48 goals with Gary Lineker. He's got one more goal. If he's well, he's probably going to be taken off. One more goal yeah. today. He'll equal Bobby Charlton. And well, two more second goals makes him the second highest goal scorer. Excellent. So he can do it this game. Okay. Um, 
I, I, I was going to check. I was going to recheck it today, but I didn't ever got not got a chance. Did anyone know see the, the video that the club put out about mm-hmm. uh, the week with Conte, mm-hmm. where he's sitting around the table mm-hmm. and he's saying, oh, "This is going to be this guy's doing this, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing this." Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did that say Monday? Because Monday morning was when they sat Nuno. <laughs> yeah. So it was almost yeah. like, and I, as I say, I, I haven't gone back and checked it yeah. again, but the, the way that video went. Mo- Monday was when they officially yeah. sat Nuno. Exactly. From what I understand, he uh, from what I understand, he had already been told yeah. on the Sunday that that was but, it. But we were told old context flying to London. Mm. Well, it looks like he was already there discussing what he, he wanted. There, <laughs> he was there Monday and from what I understand, it was he was there Monday and everything was agreed on Monday. Right, and right. And Tuesday was the day he signed his contract and it was then announced, is yeah. what I understand. So I can sort of see it fitting, but it was, it. you're right, the conversation yeah. was very much a case of this is what I am going to be yeah. doing rather yeah. than this is what I, this is how I will do it if you exactly. give me the job. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost yeah. It's almost like uh, they've had an epiphany, you know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the, the realization that our supporters have had for the like, last five to ten years, you know, we've got to do mm. this. We've got to do this. You know, we've got to, we've got to take chances. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Take chances, you know. And yeah, and I mean, again, that- yeah. Ultimately, listen. We th- this is this is what this is what so many of us have been um, irritated, to put it mildly, about. Mm is that we, we're the sixth most successful football club in English football history, right? Mm. We are not small. No, we exactly. have supporters exactly. all around the world. We are yep. supposed to act like a big club. A big club spends money. Mm. Whether, you like it, whether you like the situation about the, the way that money is spent in football right now or not, a big club spends money. That's the reality of the situation. And Tottenham Hall's used to. Success. Tottenham Hall's, yeah, Tottenham Hall's used to, to be that team yeah. that would spend that money. The first £200,000 player, the first yeah. almost £100,000 player. In the 60s, we were called the checkbook club. I mean, and I'm not exactly. saying that's a good <laughs> thing necessarily to be that because that's the Man City of today. But ultimately, we are supposed to spend money, even if it's not necessarily the most. Yeah, We're still supposed to spend better or more than Sheffield bloody United. We do in absolute <laughs> terms. We do in absolute terms, you know, the, the sort of amount of money we spend, but the proportion of the pot of money we have that we spend is less than Sheffield United do. Yeah. You know, yeah. or did when they were in the premiership. It's it's that, that that is driving us nuts. And it's that that will demonstrate whether or not we have changed our modus operandi and things are going to be different from now on yeah. or not. And the other thing, we will have uh, half a season of uh, income from gate receipts, from uh, yeah. NFL games, or from yeah. concerts. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so you know, and we've been told at the start of the season, well, oh yeah, we're on, or that that interview uh, with Paratici, oh yeah, we're on, we're on a, a decent mm. financial footing now. You know, we're we're sustainable. Yeah. So you know, there's mm. there's no excuses now, really. Absolutely. This is it. This is this is leading back to what leading back to Kane, that will play a part in how he feels about the club. Mm, Yep. Yep. If what he said is true. Yeah. Before. A couple of comments. Uh, Brian Daigle. How you doing, Brian? Uh, Man. I will talk about legends of the uh, Spurs community. There's another one. Absolutely. 
Uh, and then a comment from Craig here. Uh, I don't think City can afford Haaland. His demands are ridiculous. They are already near their FFP limits. I think if they can't what afford Haaland, they limit? won't. Well, that was <laughs> my second them. point. Of that, before, I mean, <laughs> they can't afford Haaland. Kane's going to be far more expensive and his wages aren't going to be that much lower. And the fact that uh, City got away with uh, playing in Europe means FFP doesn't really exist. Uh, <laughs> And on top of that, anyway. is that haven't I, I thought that FFP had been relaxed for for a, couple, yes. for a little while because of COVID? So yeah, it's got to be relaxed if Madrid can go and get Mbappe, even if it's free. They've got no money. Barcelona are being forced to sell all their players, and Real Madrid are going to get the, one of the hottest properties in Europe. But uh, talking of hottest properties in Europe, one that's completely under the radar and underappreciated. Not by us, son. Mm-hmm. It would work twice against South Korea, uh, against South Korea <laughs> for South Korea against UAE. They won one nil. Uh, but my geography is terrible, uh, so it may not be him who had travels the most out of our squad. It may be the South Americans, but either way, he's going to be travelling a lot. So on um, Wayne's comment, Wayne, about uh, it'd be interesting to see Conte's team selection with international players coming back and all that. Do you think Son will be tired, or do you think he's just one of those? who just wants to play every game and just is sharp every game? Or do you think Conte may give him a rest and bring him on after an hour? Or, it, it, it's, mon- it's Monday, so, isn't it? So I'm presuming he's yeah. going to be back in the country tomorrow or, or tomorrow yeah. evening. It normally takes about uh, a day per hour, hour's flight to get over jet lag. So if it's mm. a seven-hour flight, it takes you a week to get over it. Yeah. Uh, our game's on Sunday at half past four. I, I would think he'd play, actually. I think he'd play. Yeah. I... I I mean, Conte, I mean, obviously he had to see what players he had, but he played the whole first team, didn't he, against against yeah. Pitesse and then played them again against against Everton. Yeah. Uh, I would say that some, some will play, as long as he's not carrying a knock, obviously, but if he's yeah. played today, he obviously isn't carrying a knock. So, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, I, I think and maybe the South American players, if they get back a little bit later, might be yeah. more, mm-hmm. of a, uh, more of a problem. But uh, yeah. no, I think Son, if he, he arrives back in the country tomorrow... Mm. And those, let's face it, they've all been doing their homework when they've been on international duty, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Diligently and, and to, the, to the letter. <laughs> well, here's a, uh, on another fit, is an interesting score at halftime. It's Scotland 1, Denmark 0. Ooh, interesting. Mm. We'll get on to Denmark in a little bit because of Hoiberg, obviously. But just uh, quickly, uh, Craig, good point there. Couldn't afford Kane City outright to say to include a swap deal and probably why they tried to undercharge us. But in terms of our son, Rez, uh, it, just, it, it, to, just to cover Craig's uh, perhaps, or it might just be that they they just don't want to be play, paying some of these players mm-hmm. and are looking to shift them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, then they're, they're not they're not Saudi Arabia, but you know, the UAE royal family has billions you know they can mm. they can afford to to bankroll man city to whatever extent is needed i mean seriously we're talking we're talking half a million a week wages mm. a million a week wages they, this is pocket change to them um what i think i think man city's man city's modus operandi and we will get back to spurs i just want to cover this very quickly i think man city's modus operandi and actually the the model that the saudis will follow now is more about doing things less, uh, less sort of um, spectacularly, to want to, for, for want of a phrase. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not that they can't. Is that right now they don't want to because they're worried a little bit about you know the blowback of them again 
you know, spending, 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 spending is starting to generate a little bit of backlash from mm. the other parts of the league fans and also club chairman. And I think they're trying to be a little more subtle uh, as much as vulgarians like them can be. Um, He's also mentioned the this, so, Well, exactly. And so they go, yeah, yeah, this is it. You know, the loopholes are getting mm. closed, but they're still not closed. <laughs> they're still open. Mm. But if they, if they act too, too big that will generate more backlash and they'll they'll try and get the loopholes closed. But they've got lawyers up the yin-yang that will always find new loopholes for them. Oh, God, know? yeah. Um, and, and, and that'll always extend the, the court cases yeah. as well, you know, so... Yeah, and I think and I think it's it's just a case of they just want to do things a little bit quieter. But they still went out and spent £100 million on Jack Grealish. <laughs> not, not that it was... Not that it's, you know, as I've said before, it's not that it's money transferred straight out of a bank account. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the, the, I, I think it's I think it's by choice that they're yeah. being well, a little we, more subtle rather yeah. than... One, one more question from Mr. K on Kane. Uh, mm. Kane fire in England, does that reflect on the qualities of Southgate in any way? Possibly, but it's Sam Marino and it's Albany. I can manage to see <laughs> Sam Marino if I've got the England team, I think. It's, uh, you know, and, and with Kane, it, it, it's fairly simple, isn't it? Keep him in the box, get the ball to him in the box where he can have a shot. Um, yeah. But yeah, bring um, that question up again, Chris, very quickly. Sorry. So hold on. Qu qualities and Southgate. I didn't think I'd ever seen those two words in the same sentence. Well, if, to I'm play, sorry, to I don't actually understand your question. The two, the words that you've used just don't, they yeah, don't fit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, to back Mr. K and to back Mr. Southgate, he did get us through the first final for, uh, what was it, 55 years? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we won't talk about that. Absolutely. No, I'm being... I'm being yeah. deliberately satirical. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of in terms of Sun Res, mm. is he the yeah. one we need to wrap in cotton wool now, or is it Kane still? Um, or was it both? I don't know. I I, I think. Do you know what? Every every player will have a period where it just doesn't click for them. You know, um, Sunny has been so consistent for South South Korea over the last few years that. It's it's almost like it's time for him to have a period of, of being off for them, mm. um, and I think it might be as simple as that. Uh, I don't think he's Sonny doesn't he doesn't get those sort of bad injuries, does he? He's generally all right, you know. He gets touch the odd wood, touch wood, touch wood, yeah, absolutely. He does occasionally get you know the the odd injury, but. He's no more injury prone than any other thing. I don't think we need to wrap him in cotton wool. Uh, I think he's going to thrive under Conte. Um, you know, he is he is perfect for a Conte system because if you play when he plays three up front, he plays with an inside with, with two inside forwards. And Sonny is not he's he's half winger, half inside forward. He's more of an inside forward than he is an out and out winger. Um, and so he's perfectly suited for that. And seriously, I reckon Kane and Son could potentially be mentioned for Spurs along the likes, along the lines of Archibald and Crooks, Sheringham and Klinsman, yeah. King yeah. and Berbatov. Yeah. They can be our next massive strike partnership. Um, yeah. They already I, are, aren't they? With the, yeah. They the already stats. are. Yeah, I think they're, uh, is, it, yeah. is it they need one more goal and assist between them to? Get the record, record yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, if if Conte manages in the way that Conte has, like you said, Rez, and scores a lot of goals, I mean, it's only going to be Kane and Son who are front and centre of that. Um, 
But yeah, what one guy, uh, just before you go, Brad, uh, yep. this was the most surprising part of the weekend for me. Uh, that's Matt Doherty. <laughs> that's Matt Doherty, and that's Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, didn't get a sniff against him uh, uh, against Republic of Ireland. Uh, I'm not sure why Doherty was wearing a number 10 shirt, but anyway, uh, that's beside the point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, has that given Conte a question and a bit of a dilemma, or do you think it's still Royal at right back and Doherty uh, has I, to do a, bit, a few more performances like this to I, be considered? I, I, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, and we're not allowed to say the Conte effect, are we? Because that's uh, the only thing we at the moment. But no, I think I think uh, I think it's good yeah. that we we have at the moment, obviously Emerson and 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 uh, uh, oh God, Regulon as Regulon. the two wing backs. Or it's good to yeah. We've also got Sessignon when he's fit mm. and Doherty. So I mean that that's good to have them as backup. And that, that puts pressure on the other two. And and then you've got other competitions and that sort of thing. So I'm hoping that, that Doherty, and I always give a player a couple of seasons. This is his second season. So I'm hoping that maybe he might have some effect on on, on Doherty. Uh, and also Doherty hasn't played as a wing back since he's been no. a top. Yes, so exactly. hopefully that will that will sort of you know help him and and he might he might surprise a few people and and again Conte if he gets the best out of these players it'd be great to have the Doherty that we bought mm. as as as, <laughs> as, one our, as one of our as one of our right wing backs you know so, so I, yeah. you know I'm, I'm I'm very reluctant to have a go at any player to be fair uh, especially with a new manager if they've got that ability to bring them through but. But yeah, it, it could it could work out could work out well. Yeah, I, agree. I, I know you've got to go. Um, yep. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, you're always welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Click click like and subscribe to this channel, people. Definitely. Thank you very much. And yeah, uh, when you finish watching this, go over to the Irish Hotspur where Brad is heading off now. Yeah. I would say watch that live, but it means people will stop watching this. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, probably won't, it probably won't be live for about another until probably about another twenty minutes. So, so yeah, by the flight time it's all got going and that he's got he's got a new introduction now as well. A new, oh, is a new he? introduction. So yeah, <laughs> fancy, fancy. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, Brad, for coming no on. No problems. Yeah. See you later, Chris. See you later. Bye bye. Take care, mate. I've lost my Good lost my cursor. There we go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God, I've cut him off. I've cut him off. Sorry, Brad. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he makes a good point there with Doherty, uh, uh, wing-back. And yeah. Conte generally plays with wing-back. I, I can see if Sessignon stays fit, him being the kind of Victor Moses for us, whether he'll stay fit is another thing. But then Reggion could be the Victor Moses because I don't think he's a full-back because he can't defend. And yeah. surely... Uh, I don't know too much about Royale mm. of, uh, other than what I've seen, but I think he's probably better defender than um, Reggion. Um, well, certainly, yeah, certainly, I, certainly uh, was it that? Ibar or Betis? No, it wasn't Betis. I think it was I, the, the club that he was on loan at. Um, I'm sure someone in the comments would, would be able to uh, guide me as to who he was when he was on loan from Barcelona. Um, he was said to play a more defensive role than your usual Barcelona wing-back stroke full-back. Um, I, he, when, when he first arrived, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't thinking, wow, we've got Emerson Royale. I hadn't even heard of him. <laughs> um, but, but after, you know, and with that first game, it was like, 
yeah, okay. There's, there's no, nothing, nothing to get excited about. But every game, it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> I think, I think he's got the potential to be very, very good for us. Uh, how that affects Doherty? Ultimately, I, I, I take a long time to write a player off. Um, I think the only player that I've really completely written off in my mind, and even with him, I'm willing to give him an opportunity because it's Conte, is Harry Winks. Um, mm. And maybe Delhi because of, not because of him as a footballer, but I think because of his, I think his personality might have difficulties adapting. Mm. Um, but I reckon that if Doherty is going to have a future at Spurs, the only manager that we really could bring in to, to unlock that is Conte. If Conte can't do it, then Doherty, forget it. It doesn't matter what he does for the Republic of Ireland. He should be shown the door. But what what a luxury to have if, if he can get performances out of him, to mm. have two, if we could get the Doherty that we saw at Wolves, playing in the same way, playing to the same level, that's not a bad choice to have. Um, no. And that's one one position we won't necessarily have to worry about as a priority. No. I'm not sure what Mr. K is talking about. What was that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm, I'm not sure I think he's talking about my excitement over Emerson Royale. It wasn't oh. sexual, Kerry. <laughs> it, it was just general bog-standard yeah. Spurs excitement. You'll know, you'll know when it's sexual, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> In, t in terms of Doherty, do you think he's been harshly treated? He is playing as a fullback, mm. or has been playing as a fullback yeah. when he was came to prominence at Wolves as a right back. But I, I had quite a lot of sympathy for him and Orvier. I mean, that that will mm. switch people off if nothing else will. Um, certainly under Mourinho when Bale was playing, because Bale wasn't tracking back at all. And you saw against yeah. Arsenal in the two-one where we lost yes. Tierney and Odegaard. I mean, we're just doubling up on him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you smell blood as a professional footballer and a high-level footballer, you Absolutely. go and um, yeah. attack, don't you? And, and yeah. Mourinho didn't change it. Bale didn't change it. Whether Orvier said, get back, I don't know. But I, I felt quite sorry for them there. And you, you can have Ashley Cole in his absolute prime, but if the person in front of him isn't tracking back, Ashley Cole's going to get done time and time again. And Doherty was playing as a fullback, not a wingback. So... I, I think we, we talk about Kane with the confidence. I think his confidence must have absolutely plummeted, being that he mm. was second best assister at a defence assister in the league. To, I mean, we get scapegoats all the time. You mentioned Winks. Um, but yeah, do, do you think, being that you've got a, a manager who does favour a, a wing back, do you think Doherty will see this as, ah, this, this is my kind of. Um, Time to shine here. This is a complete reset. Work yeah. hard in training, play well for Ireland, get my chance, get Royal out of the team. Possibly, absolutely. We've got a lot of games coming up, mm. especially with the Christmas period coming up. We should be prepared to see Matt Doherty in the side. The the other thing that Matt Doherty has that none of our other fullbacks have is that he can play on both sides. Hmm. He he was playing on the left for um, Ireland, I believe, uh, recently, or he certainly has. Anyway, he's played yeah. at left wing back, and he's played left wing back or left full back um, or left back for Spurs under Mourinho hmm. in one game. 
it's he's got that versatility. He he, he played left back for Wolves a couple of times as well. He's got that versatility. So, you know, if you've got three full backs, one of which can play either side, you've got good rotation options there. So we may yeah. well see him. We may so, and it may be that we'll drop Regulon for a game and play Matt Doherty, um, because he can he can play there. I, not, Doherty himself has said he's been honest about it. He's not been playing very well for Spurs so far. It's by by his own admission. So um, we we can't say for certain because, as you say, Chris, he's not been deployed in the position that attracted our attention in the first place. That said, there are there have been accu not accusations. There have been allegations that he was used as a way of making money for certain non-footballing professionals involved in transfers, let's say. So we don't know, ultimately. Um, it is very much, it, it's still wait and see. It's all wait and see right now at Spurs. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in January. We don't know what's going to happen with these players. We don't know what Conte is going to do specifically with the squad, with the system that he deploys. Um, we're still in that information gathering phase, but Doherty will have done himself no disservice with those performances for Ireland, and Conte yeah. will be aware of them. That much yeah. we can he, he, He's someone that I like to see succeed just because he, he's very quickly become a scapegoat and he's playing in the wrong position. But <laughs> Mr. K has said he played as number 10. That doesn't say much, but he has followed that up with a laughy face. So it's just... <laughs> Yeah, all the people in the chat, Mr. K included, uh, big support of the channel. Keep them coming and hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, get some uh, notifications when we're going live. Uh, come on to uh, uh, the last one that I, I kind of picked out, and that's Hoiberg. I mean, uh, uh, Brad said that Scotland are beating them 1 0. Uh, I'm not sure if he's yeah. playing or not. He, he didn't play in their previous game. No. I'm sure my bed he was injured. Is he injured, yeah. do you think? Or is it precautionary? And Conte said, don't risk him if you don't have to. And um, he's a warrior, isn't he? He, he, he's, he reminds me of, uh, is it John Cleese in um, Monty Python? This is a flesh wound. He's got a leg cut off. Yeah. He, he, reminds <laughs> me, he reminds me of that. It'd have to be something yeah. hugely serious for Hoiberg not to play. But I mean, play, it's yeah. a slight worry for me. He's the only kind of, um, Skip could possibly do it, but he's not as strong. Uh, he's the only real um, one that I'd call an enforcer in the middle there. Um, do, do you think it's anything to worry about, or it's just probably well, a little from what knock? I understand, and... From what I understand, Denmark have already won their group, haven't they? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Scotland. Best they can do is play off. Yeah. So I, th I, I can't say. We can only speculate. You're right. Hoiberg is not the type to sit out a match if he can play. At the same time, again, we come back to the Conte factor. Maybe Conte said, look, I need you for the next few matches. You playing for Denmark isn't going to solve much. Do you reckon you could sit this out? That's a possibility. Mm, yeah. Or has said to the Denmark management, look, just you know, let him think. Or it might be, he. I mean, he's... What what Holgate did to him 
at that Everton match mm. was uh, a potential yeah. was a potential career ender. Yeah, I, I have to apologise to your Nugent stream. I, I, I was uh, defending Hulk. <laughs> I watched no, it back. No. I was like, oh my God, Vez was right. That was awful. No, no. But <laughs> if, 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 I mean, that's the thing. It, it, you don't see it at first. Even at first, it, it looked like they it was just a, a sort of run-in. It's only mm. after you look back on it and you think, Jesus Christ, if Hoiberg had been slightly, you know, at a slightly different angle, that straight yeah. leg with the studs could have just buckled his knee. You know, and that's crazy. Yeah, his his leg camping. was slightly off the ground, wasn't it? It's lucky it yeah. wasn't planted otherwise. Yeah. That's it. Was like, I don't know if you remember a few years ago when Alan Hutton was playing for us. Um, Ashley Cole, I think it was, uh, I think it was Ashley Cole, uh, went in for a tackle against him. And if his foot hadn't been planted, if his foot had been planted, that could have been a leg snapper because it was full force right into the side of his leg. And it was just the fact that his leg was off the ground that it moved. That, you know the the, yeah. the boot moved it that um that probably saved him from a really bad injury um you know i i i genuinely believe that holgate has got serious problems when it comes to disciplining himself i don't think he gives a crap when it goes into tackles and that could have been a bad one but mm -hmm. the fact that the, the fact that his studs went in you know it, there might have been some contact injury yeah you know um it might be a genuine injury. Um, so again, we'll, it, it is. I keep saying it, I've been saying it so much over the last few weeks. When it comes to what we're going to say, it's wait and see. Um, we can't. We can't draw any conclusions right now because there's just not enough information, and there's so much, so many sort of un, un, imponderables at the moment that it's very difficult to draw any hard and fast conclusions. Um, yeah. My you hope know, Mr. K, yeah. Mr. K said yeah. he's a dirty player who's done it before. I mean, Mr. K, if you want the link, uh, just let me know and I can ping it over to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what you said, exactly what you said to me on Eugene's channel. And I was going, no, he slipped, he slipped. <laughs> <laughs> and then watched yeah. Match of the Day 2 or, 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 or yeah. whatever it was. I was like, yeah, I was wrong. Wes was right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, not a fan of him. His managers have yeah. allowed him to do so time and time again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It is true. Yeah, I mean, yes, it, it's got to be cut out, really. Um, mm. Yeah, I haven't got a banner for the next lot of internationals, but it's a, kind of a group. Uh, Lo Celso did play for Argentina. I forgot yep. to look. I'm assuming Sanchez played for Colombia, but he's not first in our, our um, team sheet anyway, and Dyer hasn't yep. played, so he's going to start. And I don't know if Romero played, and I don't think Legion travelled, but um, no. Lo Celso definitely, and I, I assume that uh, Romero is in the squad. You would think, yeah. Do, do, do you think they'll come back? Like, I think Brad, what did Brad say? Every hour the flight yeah, is, is how many days yeah, it um, takes. So, do you think they'll be ready to, to start against Leeds or do you think they need a little bit more? Uh, that's a good or... question. Yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest, I think, I think it will be a concatenation of circumstances. I think Conte will use the fact that they're coming back from internationals to blood some of his other players. Um, I think what's happened, the reason that we saw the same team for Vitesse and Everton was because he knew that the international break was coming. And it was like, this to me right now appears to be the best lineup that I can field with the knowledge that I have of the squad right now. So I'm just going to use these for two games. And he probably would have said it to them uh, because he's been explaining why players are picked and what he sees from them. I think he's gone to them and said, right, this is the team that I'm going to play twice because the international break is coming. I will have an opportunity to work with some of you more 
uh, when the international break comes. And after that, I will make more decisions as to why I'm going to pick this person or that person, why you're picked, why you're not picked, and all of that stuff. I think it was just expediency. This is the best team I've got that I can that I can think of, that I can judge right now. I'm going to use those twice. Then I've got time to analyze the squad more deeply. Um, so we might see Dyer dropped. We might see Davis dropped. We might see, um, you know, uh, Romero move to the different part of the central of the of the defense. Uh, we might see Sanchez come in because uh, if you know if Dyer is a pick, Sanchez is a pick because they're both equally shown both strengths and weaknesses in that in that position. Um, you know, we I, I reckon we'll see the likes of get, Hill get a game. Um, mm. I hope so. He, he, he yeah. deserves a, a, a game. And, and mm. yeah, the, that Everton game, I have a slightly different view. I think that they obviously almost threw the goal, the game away against Vitesse. So I think mm. it was like, well, you get out there and show me that you can actually defend and defend yeah, the yeah, Everton game. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll never know. So it does make sense uh, what you say there with the international break and then. Mm -hmm. could be i mean it could be a number of factors absolutely i mean again we 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 can only speculate ultimately and and sort of draw conclusions based on incomplete information um it could be it could be the fact that he's saying all right you ship two goals against this this dutch side let's see if you can keep a clean sheet and then they went out and did it uh it's possible you know um yeah, we don't know, but all, all, all we can say, we can say confidently because of the congestion, because of the fixture congestion, there's no way he's going to play the same team over and over again. That would just lead to burnout within yeah, within yeah. weeks. Um, we're going to see, we're going to see a lot of unusual picks, I reckon. We're going to say picks that will go, what? What's he doing? <laughs> um, he can't, Winks can't play, he's rubbish. Um <laughs> But then, you know, all of it will be to a purpose. All, all of it yeah. will be to a purpose. And that's the difference, isn't it? If Nuno picks that, we saw that against United, like, what the hell are you doing here? If Conte does it, I've won leagues everywhere. I know exactly. what I'm doing, even if you yeah. don't. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Yeah. K again has said, uh, we need players to give a shit about each other. Last time we saw the players back each other was on the bridge mm -hmm. a long time ago. I mean... I was actually embarrassed for that game. We had that game one, and then we got mm. drawn into a fight where we should have just been getting yeah. letting them get sent off. Our players are picked upon, and no one says anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, you let your football do the talking. That's what VAR yeah. was there for now. And, and uh, Holgate did get sent off where yes, that could possibly have not been given. Uh, you know, it could have been. You know, like, like you said, it, it wasn't. Hugely evident at the at, mm. at the time, um, but yeah, I, I mean, every fan of every club in the world would be saying, "Oh, players are picked upon. <laughs> no one cares about them." Uh, I've seen West Ham fans moaning about it, and I, yeah. I, I haven't seen anything other than glowing stuff from them. Yeah, yeah we but, we do. I, I think every in every club, as you as, as you've been saying, that you know there will be scapegoats at every club. The thing that I, 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 as I say, I try not to do it, but obviously I've got my favourites and I've got the players that I will have less time for. I always try to, to think to myself, look, these people are ultimately, they are elite athletes. They have mm -hmm. done something that is incredibly difficult to do. So 
if we criticize them, we've got to understand that they're doing something that is already very difficult. So if they can't necessarily do it to the, the level that we would hope they could do it to, they've still gone quite a long way <laughs> towards that. Um, and I don't think any player as a, as a sort of regular thing will go out to play badly. They want oh, to no, do that. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm very forgiving of of players um the only you know i don't think there's a single there's there's one or two well there's certainly one um yeah certainly two former spurs players that i have zero affection for but that's <laughs> who, probably who, about who, who's it the who's the second one i know the, the first second one. is jamie redknapp um oh, actually right, darren yeah. bent as well darren bent i don't yeah. like him. <laughs> but you know everyone else you know they might have played really crap for us but they pulled on our shirt um and you know for that they they automatically get a place in my heart and i i don't like i don't like sort of criticizing them too much even even harry wings yeah oh that brings us very nicely on to uh we, we're going to talk about spurs now we finished european so it's, it's it's all uh uh predictions and guesswork here because like you yeah. said we don't know but i i personally think in january we'll do a lot of business mm. ins and outs and i think yeah. conte is the kind of player that say i want this player out levy says i want this amount of money for him and yeah. conte will go you're not going to get that much get him for half price while i'm walking yeah i think a surprising player will be sold and and that's mm. not a deli i think delhi it wouldn't be surprising. It is one of the first candidates to go. I think it could be Lo Celso, you know, either Lo Celso mm. or, or um, Norbert. Other people have said Hoiberg, yeah. which would be a surprise. Um, yeah. But do, do, do you think, I mean, two questions for you. Do, do you think there'll be a surprising out? Mm. And if so, who? And do you think we will do a lot of business? Or do you think the business is going to be predominantly summer-based? And this season is, I mean, we've got another question, yeah. predictions for uh, Spurs up to January. Yeah. Or do you think this season is predominantly try and win a cup, try and get as close to the top four, and then really go big mm. in the summer? Or do you think January will be let's splash some money? I don't think we're going to. Before before I think, I just caveat that on the assumption that Levy spends. Let's let's say that's the mm. hypothetical <laughs> assumption yeah. first. So everything I, I say, I, I, I think with that though is that under Poch, I, I, I read Poch's book and it was very strange to me because it started off. It, it, it was a, it was based on the sixteen seventeen season. It started off him yeah. saying, "I decide who I want. I tell Levy. He goes out and gets them." And then yeah. we saw when it all went wrong that it was completely the other Not way around. But it, yeah. it seems to me that when Levy says no, Pochettino, even Jose, and then Nuno, that okay. Conte ain't like that, I don't think. If Conte doesn't get what he wants, he has no problem going, fuck you, I'm off. Yeah, You're in the lurch. So in that, in that respect, I think Levy has to do something. Yeah. Because, and, and you've said it on Eugene's channel tons of times, if this goes wrong, not 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 goes wrong that if Conte doesn't win stuff, but if, if, no. if he walks out and it goes really bad, yeah. Levy is... Like last Isn't chance it? saloon with the Spurs fans. Yeah. So I think absolutely he will spend money, and you can only assume that when Conte came in, some of his demands wouldn't have been wages, wouldn't have been bonuses, would have been transfer budget. Correct. So absolutely, but it remains to be seen: will it be in January or will it be in yeah. the summer? Yeah, and I, to be honest, I don't think my 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 sort of gut instinct is that we won't see 
massive amounts of change in January. Um, mainly because I think Conte, Conte's never come to a club mid-season, or certainly not since Juve. Mm. He's never come to a club mid-season. And ultimately, if it, just not, not specifically him, any, any person who comes into a new situation that they've not dealt with before directly is likely to become more conservative in the short term, temporarily. Mm-hmm. So I think that he may well keep his powder dry when it comes to the squad in terms of getting rid of people in the winter, in January. Because if he does do that, he's he joined beginning of November. He'd only really have been with that squad for a couple of months. Mm. So he might think to himself, well, I don't necessarily want to get rid of a player yet because he might turn out to be just what I need once I've had some time to mould them. So in terms of outs, I can see us not selling anyone. In terms of ins, I think it will be that two months will be spent thinking which parts of the squad he desperately needs somebody, you know, at least another body for that. I think the striker position is pretty obvious. You know, uh, the the A player that is, uh, you know, available or could potentially be available and would help us steal a march on other other clubs would be Vlavic um, because I think his contract runs out and then in the summer, you know, shopping for strikers is going to be the main area of, of Football transfers, I think, at this summer. Would you try and um, get him now, knowing I that would. his contract is kind of up? And then, if, if, if yeah. I mean, with the best one in the world, Man City want him and we want him, he ain't coming mm-hmm. to us. So, would you yeah. try and get a steal on it now? Say yeah. with uh, Kessie from um, Kessie, yeah, yeah. AC I mean, Milan. you may be paying a bit of money <laughs> and you could possibly get like a, 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 a pre contract mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing, but. Just get him now, bit of you know, most teams need the money because they don't want a player to go out and and then get a march. Would you do that or would you I would try and get the pre-contract or or, or take chance? I mean you can you can have it, but listen, once you've signed a pre-contract, it's ultimately you know the the transfer's done. You know, it can go wrong, but it's it's unlikely to because which player wants to have to deal with the you know which player's entourage will want to have to deal with the legal ramifications of a pre-contract being broken and going somewhere else. Um you know, you can. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter specifically what we do. Be it getting these players in um, in January, actually completing the transfer and registering them as our players at that time, or if it's a case of pre-contract for the summer, um, whichever it is. For me, it's more a symbol. It's more the symbolic act that we are now changing our way of operating we will no longer look at january as 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 a, a break in which we can speculate about the players that we might get and never do um it will now be a case of tottenham are in the market in january genuinely yeah. rather than just making noises um if if we spend zero in january there is a pos- I won't mind as long as I know that there's going to be spending definitively on specific players because we've already done pre-contracts with them. You know, that would be fine for me. Um, but if we go through that cycle of, oh, we're, we're trying for this player. Oh, no, we ran out of time. Yeah, we've been there before. We know yeah, what that means. That, that will not fly for me or a number of uh, our 
acquaintances and and friends and uh, people within yeah. our networks because this is it mr I, 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 i'm adamant that my hair will grow back before it, yeah. it, 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 there's more chance of my hair growing back than us not getting a creative midfielder in january I'm yeah maybe absolutely but i mean that's the thing chris this is the thing you know um Certainly at Inter Milan and certainly under Conte, you know, the way that he uses his fullbacks or, you know, his sort of wide mm. players, that becomes a creative channel for him. The way that he sets up his midfield becomes a creative channel for him. Um, yeah, we do need more creativity in the squad, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's one player will bring all of the creativity that we need or that we have to have that player to get all the creativity we need. I think any player that he brings in will bring some creativity, but not all that we need. And it's actually the rest of the team that will bring the full amount, if that makes sense, if we want to quantify it, the full amount that we actually need. Um, th th these players as well, the ones we've had, they don't create because they're right now they're in or they were in their shells. Mm. They would the, the number of times I would have ripped the hair that I don't have out <laughs> when I saw Skip get to the halfway line at full pace, take three paces past the halfway line and stop mm. and pass the play back because that's what he was instructed to do. Whereas yeah. when he was developing under Farker, Daniel Farker at Norwich last season, he was Farker was de deliberately telling him, run forward, get past the halfway line. You've got to do more than that. You know, yeah. Conte could take over from that and turn him into a genuine box-to-box -box midfield general. You know, mm. the, the one that makes the whole side tick. You know, I can see that from him. He's got a pass. He's got an engine. He's got the vision for passes. He could, really could be that, you know. Yeah. So... If, if you can develop Skip to do that, do you need a creative midfielder in that mould or do you just need other players to complement him? Yeah. We need something. Whether or not we need it in January, we don't know because this season we shouldn't expect too much. This is the yeah. learning phase, I think. I think in terms of a passer, I, I, I don't think we... Uh, La Celso plays well for Argentina, but genuinely I was annoyed at... Uh, absolutely furious with the 3-0 loss. But I think the, yeah. the thing I was most angry about was that pass, the sun, which yeah. went behind him. I could have yeah. played that. And, and yeah. I was absolutely. just... That, that's something someone like an Ericsson or a De Bruyne or even a Kane yeah. can do looking away with it's their amazing. eyes closed. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, maybe, maybe that is what you say. They're not used to playing that kind of way. And if they do mm. get that. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought that, that was an easy pass to make. And I was furious about that. Well, I mean, I've said I've said it a couple of times. When you look at the Celso for Argentina, the the pace at which they he plays, you know, is very very quick, almost instinctive. It's give go, give go. You know, the the passing is quick and actually relatively simple. Whereas the mm. thing that has driven me crazy with Spurs over the last three <laughs> years has been that oh, I've got the ball, trap. Who can I pass it to? Okay, off you go. The, we saw the other one. the other team are like a football team, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're two backs and four, just moving side to side. It's weird passing side to side. It's just so exactly. oh, static. Yeah. Static yeah. is like Madame Tussauds. Um, and, <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, I saw more first time passes in the first twenty minutes against Everton mm. than we'd seen in the whole season 
so far. Yeah. That will work for Lo Celso. Whether or not he can recapture it and actually play the same way for us that he plays for Argentina, we won't know. But part of the reason I, I think he's played badly for us is because I don't think he's the smartest player in the world. He just wants to be giving the ball and going, giving them and playing almost instinctively. Um, and because of that, if if Conte can get him playing like that, great. If not, he'll be shipped out as well. You know. Yeah. Uh, a few com a few comments. Mr. K uh, misunderstood what he said last time in terms of they're yeah. giving a shit about each other. Uh, I meant from our yeah. own players. Tangi used yeah. to get fouled time and time again last season. Mm -hmm. No one on the pitch does anything. We need a slightly more aggressive attitude. Mm -hmm. And that, that goes to what Mr. K was saying about the battle of the bridge. Everyone yeah. was. But again, I, we should never have got drawn into a fight. Now. Let them get themselves sent off. We win the game. But anyway. mm -hmm. And then uh, what we're talking one player that we missed that he said about when we talk about the new Victor Moses, Steve Bergwijn, uh, mm. he, he obviously has a defensive kind of mindset because he he, yeah. he reminds me so much of Alan Lennon on, when he's on the wing of tracking back. So he's obviously yeah. got a defensive mindset in terms of playing on that wing. I, need, I have defensive responsibilities. Uh, <laughs> and then he's uh, got into... Uh, really need a few players to be replaced. About 10... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not Perhaps. sure, Mr. K. Yeah. That will happen in January. Uh, and then Jay Ashraf. It, def it definitely won't. It definitely won't. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Jay Ashraf. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? If City come back with serious straight cash in January, he might see Kane depart. I, I don't see that. I think if they were going to do that, it would have uh, happened in the summer, unless yeah. they're fifth or something like that in the league yeah. in, in, in January, which I don't see happening either. So I mean, it's this is the thing. <sighs> Again, it, it. I mean, I, I really, I'm turning into a broken record. It is <laughs> wait to see. We, yeah. There's so right now, everything is so. What's the word? Febrile, for want of a better term. It's so <laughs> fluid and uncertain that <laughs> the old certainties have all disappeared. Mm. You know. The fact that Deli Ali doesn't doesn't seem interested in football. Winks is no. useless. You know, Doherty can't play football. Um, Kane wants to leave. None of those things is 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 certain anymore mm. because of what Conte is and what he does and what he has a reputation for. All of those things have been swept away. We cannot speak definitively. It's 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 a little bit frightening, actually, because it's like, what can you rely on? <laughs> um, but um, what what Ashraf says, yeah, potentially, possibly, it might be a case of they come in. Okay, we'll give you 130 million straight cash, and Kane leaves. I doubt it. Yeah, I I, I doubt that as well. But, but I, like we say, they've got the money. They could do yeah. if they wanted. Uh, but yeah. It, it's interesting you mentioned Winks, and I think he could thrive under Conte. I think under Jose, he was never going to survive. Uh, he was never going to work under Jose because he's a player who needs the ball. Under yeah. Potter, it worked because we had, I don't know, 60% possession most games. Yeah. Under Jose, it was half that. And he's a player who, who gets the ball side to side, very much like a, a, a kind of a Dembele without the driving forward, yeah. just keeping the ball. So under Conte, I could see him working in that system. But the problem for Winks is mm. he's so far down the pecking order now. Yes. And but he did something against Vitessa. He did something against Vitessa 
that gave me pause because as i said i i thought all of them had a clean slate but i just didn't see winks working but he did one thing he did that forward pass to emerson royale that royale then you know got cleaned out by the keeper mm. uh to, to get the keeper sent off i thought to myself if he can do that if he has the ability and the vision to pick out a pass like that there is still an outside chance for this player it's a very narrow one, as you say. He's very far down mm. the pecking order, but it does exist. Yeah. Um, so even Winks, I'd be willing to say, okay, let's see if Conte can do something with him. Yeah, I, I've always defended Winks. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I get blasts for that, and probably will again. Uh, but I mean, I, I mean, if he didn't support Spurs, it probably would be the other way round. You have a, a kind of a yeah connection there. But yeah, I, I think. When he gets his chance, he has to take it because yes. you're dealing with a manager now that if you don't take your chance, forget yeah. about it. I'm not interested. And Pacos should be people like him and Lacelso should be running yeah. the game like that. And Delhi to a certain extent. Pacos he played against. I can't remember who he played against. Uh, he played against Mura. Oh, Mura, Mura yeah. should be running games like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and absolutely. I mean, under Nuno, if, if he lasted a full season. You probably get second, third, fourth chances under Conte. You're not going to get that unless there's an injury crisis that happens. So, but I, I honestly think the whole keeping the ball, Winks is very good at it in a, in a possession. I mean, we're not going to get to the levels I don't think of a Poch with like 70, 60, 70 percent possession, but it'll certainly be a lot yeah. more than Joe today. And I can see Winks working in that if he has a good partner or two. Well. Maybe not two partners. We tried that, but then Conte is a lot more tactical than Nuno. But um... I think I think, I think he, the problem with Winks is this: when when he first sort of announced his arrival, which was that game against Real Madrid, yeah, we thought we didn't think he was world class then because he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He was very young. I think he would have been what twenty one when yeah. he played when he had that game, but. The the way that he played there was a bit like what Skipper's been doing at the age of twenty, you know, mm. in terms of in terms of the levels that they've reached so far. Winks then didn't build on that. There was nothing to to elevate him season by season or game by game by game. Saying right, this player is getting better uh, or significantly better. Whereas Skip this season has already taken enormous strides forward. You know, that game against, uh, I think it was against Burnley uh, under Nuno, um, you know, he was, he was, he was masterful almost. Um, and this is the, this is my worry about Winks is that I, you know, every player um, until they retire has the potential to develop their game because they're still, they're still in their twenties and thirties. You know, the body can adapt, it can change and it can, and the mind can develop still, quite significantly so no player is beyond redemption even if they've been playing for a while but we've seen no progress from winks and it's a case of is he just not able to change the way he plays he might have some strengths but we need more than just some strengths we need the guy to be able to do what is required of him um and what conte needs if if past thing has gone by he needs one box-to-box -box midfielder and one um sort of an anchoring midfielder or a defensive midfielder essentially he needs a deep play deep line playmaker so he's got options in the midfield as to how he creates for the forwards so 
Winks is not a deep lying playmaker, or he, no. you know, um, that pass notwithstanding. Whereas mm. Skip is a very could be a very good box to box midfielder, and then whether or not Hoybier can be adapted to be that deep lying playmaker, I think he know, could because he he, 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 he he plays a lot further forward for Denmark, and, and yeah, each, it, I, I think I read somewhere I could be wrong that he was the highest assister in the in the Euros. Yeah, I, I, I could have yeah, read that wrong. Well. I could have missed. He may well have been. Yeah. He does it. He does it. He does it more advanced for Denmark, but he's been also been playing as the destroyer, you know, yeah. for a year under Mourinho and for a while under Nuno. So, you know, adapting his game, merging those things where he will pick, he can pick out a pass. If he can do it sat deep, spray them, you know, all over the pitch. And then you've got Skip running box to box, being a the water carrier and a creator. He's the destroyer and a creator. Um, you know, where does Winks fit into that? Where does Deli Alley fit mm. into that? You know, they don't necessarily, they don't have those skills. Uh, that's why I don't think they, unless they adapt quite significantly, they are probably the closest to the exit door, I think. Um, yeah. And we'll need, we'll need players to cover those positions as well, maybe even upgrade on Skip and, and Hoybjerg. Um one box to box yeah. midfielder is uh, I remember his, uh, his Saar that we signed uh, from Mets, back to Mets right. which you'd assume that he'll be back next season permanently. Yes, yes. Uh, it is a possibility we'll send him out on loan yeah. again, but I, I don't think that will happen. I think he'll come back permanently, and he is yeah. been labeled as a box to box and, and a yeah. huge prospect. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm just having a look at a score. I don't know. Do you, do you know the score? It's no. ten. <laughs> and and to ma- to make matters worse, Sam Amino have had a guy sent off. Um, oh dear, oh dear. I'm assuming he's he had enough. He's fed up. He wants a bath, and he just wants to sit down. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Is that, but, but Kane has still only got four, so Kane yeah. has still only got four, so he's presumably off and say. highlighted even more by Abraham that, yeah. scored. So I imagine that was a straight score. I think I think Sam, I think the Sam Marino player who gets sent off was thinking, you know, I should get sent off because I've got work in the morning, so I've got to go to bed. You know, yeah. so maybe he was thinking Kane's off, he's on the bench. If I get sent off, I have to walk past it. I might get a shirt. <laughs> Everyone will run it after the game. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my lord! Yeah, I mean, there's presumably still a few minutes to go, possibly. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, I mean, good way to get into the uh, World Cup in style. I mean, it is only San Marino, but like I said, if it, you should be beating them at least eight. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and yes, good confidence for a lot of players as well. Um, but yeah, l- last question. I know you said uh, you sound like a broken record because yeah. you don't know. So I'm going to make you sound like an even bigger one now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> predictions for Spurs up to the January window. <laughs> I, I still think we need that creative player in there. Yeah. But if there's anyone really who can find a way to be creative without the players that you necessarily need mm. is a Conte. We've got yeah. Kane now who's I mean, God knows how many more goals <laughs> he yeah. scored today than he has all season. Um, bang in form, you'd have to say, even yeah. The, yeah, 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 weak teams, but you still have to put the ball still? in the back of yeah. the net. Son, who's hit the woodwork twice on another day, gets two goals. And yeah, we've got a manager now who it, it, it's tough to say and a bit hard to say, but I don't think the players really had that much respect for Nuno, being that he was 
24th choice or whatever yes. like that whereas Conte is Conte everybody knows who Conte is yes. everyone knows what Conte has done so you, yeah. you cannot help but have respect for someone like that yeah. um no definitely yeah definitely. And, and, and also do, do you think it's kind of not pre-season but a kind of uh next season is really where Conte earns his money this yeah. is just about consolidating things and because Brian Daigle said on, on um I think my stream on Friday he, he guarantees, he's adamant that next season we'll be in a title race, whether we win it or not mm-hmm. is, is another thing. He's adamant we'll be in a title race and then this mm-hmm. season is just about consolidating things. So uh, yeah. what, what are your predictions for Spurs up until the January window? We've obviously talked about January. Um, but yeah, up until January, there's no international breaks. It's full on Spurs until yeah. February, I think. Until um, February, yeah. But yeah. Um. The analogy is that Spurs were essentially a sinking ship, right? We'd been holes everywhere. Just, just, it really was. It was like the Titanic, right? But with more icebergs. Um, (laughs) Conte's Conte's first job is to patch the holes. That's what he's got to do, right? He's got to shore up the whole structure and get everything stable again. And that's what he's going to be doing from now until January. And what and we'll see on the without pitch, jumping the gun, that yeah. very good uh, positive uh, viewing with that with Everton, which yeah, uh, under previous games when we've been under the cost for ten minutes, we've conceded goals left, right, and centre. We rode that out against Everton with with a hostile crowd. It has to be said because that all started after the penalty appeal. That wasn't definitely, good. definitely we rode that out and yeah. could have won it with themselves against the post. But yeah, I mean we we. If, as I, as you say, if that had been Nuno, we would have we would have been. To be honest, we probably would have been shipping goals before then. Before well, if that had been Nuno, I wouldn't have seen the final whistle because I'd have been out. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but what what Conte still got uh, the, the problems that led both to the appointment of Nuno and the problems that extended under Nuno, which we also saw under Mourinho, which we saw under Ryan Mason, which we saw under Pochettino. Um, Those are the things that he will be addressing first. He's not going to be able to solve them between now and January, but he will probably, if I was him, and it's got nothing to do with football management, it's just organisational management, um, when you've got an organisation that is in that situation, the first thing you do is steady the ship. So then you can, you've got something to build on. So I think that's what we're going to have. And I reckon between now and January, we're going to see some positive signs. We're going to see a lot of, we're going to see a lot of progress, but we're also going to see a few setbacks from time to time. Um, As I say, it'll be up and down between now and certainly I reckon now and the end of the season. Uh, between now and January, lots of up and downs while he works out what he needs to do, where the problems are, where the weaknesses in ability are, where the weaknesses in attitude are, where the weaknesses in the system are, all of these things he's going to be learning. And he's because he's also not got a huge amount of time on the training pitch with the players between now and January and actually February, um, we're not going to see huge progress, but we're going to see some good signs that it's yeah. going to happen and it is happening. And as to your point about how this season, you know, Brian said that next season we'd, we'd be challenging for the title, but not this season, I would 100% agree with him. Um, because ultimately, this, you know, he's not had a chance, Conte. 
you know, with Inter, he finished with them seventh in his first season mm. and then won the league because he took that other season to fully finally work out precisely what he needed to build a title-challenging side. The Inter ownership then went and got him that and he then went and won the title. Mm. So, yeah, up and down. Right, I, I hope that happens. And like we said, okay. he'll walk if he doesn't get what he's promised to Absolutely. Him, have Absolutely. to assume that transfers and a transfer... I, I read somewhere that United turned him down because he made 250 million. I'm hmm. not sure that he'll have that. Yeah. Jay yeah, Ashraf's like, a, a, they've, a given, they've given Oli, they've given Oli all that money <laughs> so far, but they won't give Conte 250 million. They didn't yeah. even speak to Conte. They no. didn't even speak to him. Or if they did, it was a case of, you know, just in case we get rid of mm -hmm. this this Cardiff reject um, and want to bring you in, would you be interested? And he probably said, yeah, I might be. Uh, and that's as far as it went. Yeah. Right? This is it, just it, damage yeah. control. Because they in terms of Jay Ashraf's uh, prediction, confident yeah. we'll go on a good run through December. We have got some games that on paper we should be winning. Uh, mm -hmm. Not expecting pretty oh, football every game, but consistency and good intensity. I mean, that intensity is what I expect. Uh, yes. It's just it, it's yes. completely chalk and cheese, Nuno and Conte, isn't it? You've got one manager who just sits yeah. there, like, stands there like that all game and, and another one who, yeah. who who is it must have the most ridiculous sore throat well this is it i i when you hear him speak he's got he's got a very sort of smooth voice if you know when <laughs> yeah. i that the game i come back and i sound i sound like yeah. i've been smoking 400 cigarettes which i probably have been um yeah. <laughs> what, what i'll say with ashraf i think you're right i, I think we can get, have a good run i don't think we're going to see consistency yet no I think consistency comes with time, but certainly intensity, certainly intensity, because Conte will not accept anything less. If he sees a player not <laughs> putting it in, that player's... He, I prefer to kill them, in his own words. <laughs> you, you'd expect um, consistency in terms of attitude, effort, yes, and, and yes, shape, and... Uh, um, yes. I was going to say solidness. I'm not even sure that's an actual word, but yeah, I, I, I'm pretty well. sure people will know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we'll see consistent results, but we'll certainly see consistency in some things in terms of effort, intensity, and a, a specific setup. Although he does change, he has a basic thing that he does, which is a three at the back formation. But then he will also tweak it a little bit depending on the opposition. So in the same way that Arsenal doubled up on Doherty against us, you know, Conte will do something and target a specific player that he sees as the weakness in the opposition. He's known to do that. Um, often often one of their centre-backs, he will try to, or, or if they're playing four at the back, one of the full-backs, he will basically isolate them or, or target them to basically get them dragged out of position. And that way he opens holes for the rest of his team. He likes doing that. Um so, yeah, I, th I think it will be inconsistent results, but consistency in the things that we need to see right now, intensity, effort, and a particular system being deployed. Yeah, because in the summer when we were linked with Conte, I, I didn't want Conte. It sounds ridiculous. Not mm. because he's not a good manager. It's just because mm. I just didn't see Levy spending money. <coughs> Conte generally needs to spend money. So I wanted Graham Potter, a, manager, a young manager who can build mm. up, plays good football, and can work with and coach players. But now, in a... Brian also said as well with the, uh, the, 
the money that clubs can spend to still stick within FFP, yes. which uh, which is a foreign concept and something that doesn't exist, we've mentioned about, yeah. but let's just say it still does exist. We're top of it with 400 million. And I, mm. I, I now don't think that can be con uh, a coincidence when you've got Conte who needs to spend money, who mm. will adamant that he's said, I need to spend money and I want money, and then we can yeah. spend money. And like, like Vlad said, our concerts are back up, Lady Gaga, yeah. Roses, there'll be fight, the Andy Anthony Joshua fight, uh, there's uh, NFL games. So, uh, yeah, so now I think, well, now he's in, he needs to spend money, and I, I, well, I'm convinced now there is money to spend. Just to, just, to, just to maybe sort of have something else as part of your thinking. Conte's average net spend, if we want to use that term, which I've already said is a bit archaic, but if oh, yeah, he, he sells a lot, doesn't he, and then buys yeah. a lot, but the, the, the... Well, he, his only his net spend is only about forty five million per season. Mm. So, for me, I, I I don't actually think that Levy necessarily would have had an issue in terms of the amount, or in terms of being presented with an amount of money. I think the key is Levy buying the players, the specific players that Conte wants, mm. rather than Conte saying, I want Brozovic, and Levy saying, no, that doesn't make financial sense for the club, pick someone else. Mm. I think that's what he's done in the past. It's been a case of, it's not necessarily that we don't, we won't buy a player a manager wants. We won't play the, we won't buy the player a manager wants if it doesn't make financial sense. Uh, and there have been terms like resale value and all of that stuff that have been used to describe that there are other things that work, but that's one of them. Whereas now what we want to see is if Conte says, I want player X, the club goes out and gets player X, not player X-esque, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and in terms of spending, I don't think we've got, I don't think even if FFP was a consideration or if we had it, I don't think it would have been an issue for us. Um, Conte knows who he wants and it's not, it, it doesn't have to be the big name player. It just has to be a player that he thinks will fit his system and that he can get playing the way he wants. You know, Lukaku wasn't a hundred million pound player when uh, when mm. Conte got him. You know, um, Ashley Young certainly wasn't a hundred million pound player when Conte got him for Inter. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Stefan De Vrij, De Vrij wasn't a hundred million pound player. I mean, he isn't now either. But you know, he wasn't a big superstar when he got him. Barella wasn't a big superstar when he got him. He's still young. You know, um, we don't have to worry about spending big. What will demonstrate to me that Levy has changed will be if we spend correct. Mm, yeah. It's not spending big that we need to worry about. It's spending correct and showing yeah, that we will do it when we need to. Yeah, because that's what I couldn't understand with Pochettino in, in that situation. He, he said at the start, I say I want this player, he goes out and gets him. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not in charge of them. And like this, this is a guy yeah. that, you know, in that first part, you know, I want a player, you go out, get him. Where we've got second in the league, second, third in the league, Champions League final, and then all of a sudden it stops. I don't understand why. But, um, yeah, uh, one last comment uh, from Jay Ashraf. In terms of creativity, Celso is not the long-term answer, but his work rate will tick the Conte box over and on Bele, so now we have to give him a long stint in the first 11 and see if he delivers. I mean, 
Yeah, just quickly on that. And on Bele, he's a. Oh, we, we talk about Adama Traore must be so frustrating. Yeah. Undon Bele has got all the talent in the world. Reminds me yeah. so much of Dembele. Yeah. But, oh, the attitude. Yeah. No. I, I do struggle with the, the, the fact that he, he's a, a weak mentally because Jose yeah. called him out on national TV and said he's not good enough. And he turned it round. Whereas if you're yeah. weak mentally, you've seen Delhi, you just... I don't care, Lumble. and you yeah. just plummet down. Maybe even Winks with the the confidence completely plummeting. So I, I don't think he's weak mentally. I just think yeah. it's maybe an effort, and and he wants to play. Yeah. I, I play football, not very well. I have to pay to play. That's how good I am. But yeah. it's so much easier if you're tired. It's I so much easier. Pay to play. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier when you're tired and knackered to run forward, going looking for goals. Whereas yeah. if you've got to track back. Then you're yeah. really tired, and he, he just reminds me kind of that. I just want to go mm. forward and do stuff without the actual hard work in the middle of the pitch. Which, which, which managers like a Jose a, a Pochettino as well would have done, yeah. and certainly Conte yeah. demand. And absolutely, I, I don't want to sell him because I think I think he'll be one of those. If we sell him, we'll regret it because he'll become one of the best players in the world because mm. he'll find a manager and, and a system that suit him. But I mean. Where do you see Ndombele? And do you see Le Celso overtaking him or do you see it's a, a kind of 50-50 battle? And... Mm. Well, with, with Ndombele, the, the, this is the issue. Uh, I don't see him and Le Celso as the same type of player, actually. With Ndombele, the, the idea of we shouldn't sell him because you know he might do really well elsewhere, the problem, you've got to stack up. There's something that sort of counteracts that. If we keep him... How much of an influence, how much of a bad influence could he be for us if we're having to play him? Not, not necessarily because he might cause trouble, but if we're having to play him and he just can't do what we need of him to do, and that is a problem, that's what you've got to weigh up. Okay, if he goes elsewhere and does really well, sure, we've missed out on something, but at the same time, we've also got rid of potentially some mm. someone that was dragging us back. Um, for him... It could be weak men mentality in as much as it's weak because he doesn't want to strengthen himself there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to learn to apply himself. And this is something that uh, when he was with uh, Guingamp, Guingamp, or however it's pronounced in France, I can't remember which club it was, but the, when he was still early and he got dropped, mm -hmm. it was because he wasn't trying. Um, mm -hmm. And it was when he knuckled down that he found some success and then went all the way up up the sort of ladder and ended up at Lyon. Yeah, I mean, Mr. But K's asked, is he a bad influence or scapegoat? Uh, uh, again, I, I said, I'm not, saying bad, I'm not saying a bad influence in terms of being an mm. attitude that causes problems in the dressing room. Yeah, causes a lack a of balance, influence, you mean. A, a bad influence on our outcomes playing games because he can't deliver to the system that needs him to deliver to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not in terms of me accusing him of being causing trouble, just that he can't deliver. Yeah. I mean, there was talk, wasn't there? He was upset and throwing his toys out of the fam because we got yeah. rid of his buddy Sissoko and all. I think that's just paper talk. I think. Well, you look at you look at him in the training because he's always he was always yeah. laughing and joking with people, and people seem to like him. So he's probably yeah. a positive I, influence. I, I think, think that was just paper talk because the whole Kane thing kind of died because it was obviously wasn't going for me mm. um, to see. So I think, all right, we'll pick on Ndombele now and so I try and unsettle him, but. Yeah, um, I think Lacelso for Lacelso 
for Lacelso to be successful at Spurs, he will probably need to convert to an inside forward role. Um, because he doesn't really have much defense to his game. Now, Ndombele also doesn't have a huge amount of defense to his game. He does try when he chooses to. He does try, and he does track back. Not wonderfully well, but he does do it. But he has more potential to be that box-to-box midfielder because he's got the ability to take the ball with him. So he can be a good water carrier, and he's got the ability to pick out passes so he can be a creator. Um, like Ndombele, you know, like, sorry, like Dembele, who when he played, the ball seemed to be stuck to his feet. Mm. Um, you know, he could carry the ball, he could draw people to him, you know, open spaces for his teammates and then pass the ball. And Dombele can do that potentially, but it's, it's just a question of can he work and can that, awesome potential be unlocked yeah. because I mean, at the moment he, he, it's yeah. potential and not yeah, he reminds me so much of Dembele that Dembele had so much discipline yes it made him even better and and yeah I mean Dembele was I think gifted but probably not as gifted as Ndombele I think Ndombele yeah. has more natural talent on the ball than Dembele did although Dembele had a lot of natural talent I'm not putting him down yeah. but he had discipline and the will to work yeah I, th- I think the greatest thing that he did not the greatest thing that he did but one of the greatest things which I think goes very unnoticed and it, it worked with Ericsson as well when we conceded the goal those two got on the ball the other team didn't have it for five minutes yeah. and then any momentum the other team had from scoring was shut down yeah. and then we go again whereas Last season, early part of this season, we can see the goal. It's the Alamo coming at us and we can't yeah. cope. So I, I think, yeah. And then Ericsson obviously can't do it on his own when Dembele mm. left. And then we, we started to start there. I mean, Dembele, there's a few for Spurs, but every every fan of every club will say that like, that they have underrated players. But for me, Dembele was one of the most underrated players oh, in league history uh, was, uh, outside of Tottenham. And, and mm. I, I've got a friend who's a Fulham fan and he, he appreciated him as well. And, and mm. yeah, I, I, I just think 11 million as well. I mean, we could oh, have like a steal. 20 million. I mean, more. The, the, what, what, really, what really sort of, what stopped Dembele from being recognised as one of the greatest players sort of in Premier League history was the fact that he his development was was badly not badly handled he had such a sort of mixture of different managers who all deployed him differently that he he changed positions several times I think he started off as a striker he was a winger for a while and then eventually ended up as a sort of box-to-box midfielder um and Pochettino turned around and said I think it was in the 2016-17 season, he turned around and said, I wish I had had Dembele from when he was 18 because I would have turned him into a world-class player. You know, Mm. um, he would have been a world-class player. And it's true. If he'd started where he ended up and had more time to really fully develop and grow into that role as he was was growing up, I think we would have seen a world-class, an elite-class player. 
you know um it's just one of those things ultimately you know? yeah I, I loved him but i was devastated mm. when he left them for that like, you should check out yeah i don't know if you've seen collins um from talking ball his um love story to musa Dembele. he did that a couple of days ago which i was on as well um and that was that was a lot of fun just sort of speculating and talking about some of the things that he did and and showing some clips that were absolutely fantastic um yeah he was so good he was superb i mean he gave the ball away to pogba in the semi-final but i mean you count on one finger the yeah. amount of times he gave the ball absolutely. away playing for us in however many years but uh, yeah just yeah i mean Last point on the cell, so uh, uh, Mr. K is a good point here. Uh, hasn't got back to his best game since he came back from two very long injuries. No, and and I, I definitely think some players, like a Harry Kane comes back from an injury and then it's Harry Kane. It doesn't really mm. matter. Whereas some players, I do think, need that kind of longevity playing to get back into their rhythm. And then I, I think the Celso could be. And 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 he's had a few different managers as well, all playing differently. Yeah. Same with Ndombele as well. Um, That's right. But yeah, I've... I don't hate the cell, so I was absolutely furious with that pass to Sun because that was when it was 1-0 yeah. or 2-0 and it was a really crucial point in the game. But and yeah. it was just careless and just... I mean, but that also hints to the point that I don't care about the manager. Because mm. yeah. if you do that with Conte, you won't be playing again for a little while. No, so absolutely. Make sure you, you put that in the right area. But um, I, don't think, I, I don't think it's quite necessarily as harsh as that. I mean, the one thing you've got to bear in mind is that Conte is also famed for his man management. Mm. I don't feel that Conte will be the type to to give hairdryer treatment to a player for making one mistake or even two mistakes or three mistakes. Mm. What I think he will do is if he sees a mistake like that, he will raise it with the player and say, this is what you did wrong, and then probably work with that player to make sure he doesn't do it again. If the mm. player then doesn't learn, Conte will say, right, off and not use them again yeah. but if the player shows that he's he's going he's trying to learn or you know will do his best to not do that again i think conte will he's 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 not a he's not a bastard that's the point <laughs> he's not a bastard he's he can be harsh he's certainly you know intense we've seen that on the on the sidelines but in that video you know when he's going around he seems a very personable individual mm. as well you know he seems a very yeah. nice person so it's the, it's the um, board move he falls yeah. out with isn't it the players mm. all speak glowingly of him um, yeah. absolutely so yeah. no we'll I, I reckon i reckon we'll be i reckon you know we won't it won't be a case of he'll drop players because they're shite He'll drop players because they can't deliver when he's given them the opportunity, ample opportunity, and it won't be just one. You know, we we are short. We are uh, have little patience with a lot of these players because they've let us down a lot. They've never let Conte down, not yet, anyway. Yeah. So he will be more forgiving of them than we might be. You know, when with that corner with Lacelso, some of the some of the <laughs> real. <laughs> hatred and resentment and you can understand why you can understand mm -hmm. why I, you might not necessarily one might not necessarily agree with it but one can understand why it happens because we've been through the ringer over the last three years as spurs fans and we are we have lost a lot of patience um you know the sort of that promise was so close we could almost taste it and it's been ripped away from us again and so mm -hmm. we are a very very pessimistic short-tempered 
impatient <laughs> fan base right now with with good reason it might not be yeah. we not we might we might not like acknowledging it but it is the reality of it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah I've pretty much come to the end but we'll end on a mr k comment which uh perfectly ends the uh the stream really in conte i freaking trust and if Absolutely. you can't trust conte yeah. in, t- in football management there's Probably yeah. not a huge amount of managers that you can. Um, <laughs> I am one hundred percent, behind that comment. Absolutely, I yeah, cannot I disagree. Think, with I think, think pretty agree. much every Spurs fan, apart from there, will obviously be a few that don't want him there. And, of course, uh, you know, of course. possibly saying that for a reaction. But yeah, I mean, uh, thanks to Brad uh, who was on earlier, who had to leave a little bit earlier. He's now on yep. uh, the Irish Hotspur, so uh, jump over there and watch that. And there's. Pleasure to have you on. Uh, always great talking to you. And uh, I can't remember Absolutely. when it was, but it was huge in channel when you were talking business. I mean, unbelievably, it was it was like it was like an education that on how people <laughs> spend their money, where all our money is, and everything like that. It was absolutely superb. So uh, I can't I can't unfortunately remember which Eugene stream it was. It was one of his uh, crazy streams, and uh, yes, yeah, absolutely it superb it was. So yeah, I, I, I've wanted you on here for ages, and that's uh, my pleasure. Uh, cheers, Mr. K. Cheers, Mr. K. Cheers, J. Ashraf. And thanks, thanks so much for getting in touch and joining in the chat. Um, but yeah. Uh, Great fun having you on, Wes, and, and thank you for having me. Always thank good to talk to you. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, just before you go, uh, Shelfside Spurs is the channel that you're on. That's uh, right. The, the, descri- the description and Wes's um, Twitter handle will be on the description, both for the uh, uh, YouTube and uh, uh, podcast. Uh, but for anyone who can't be bothered to read that, <laughs> uh, Shelfside Spurs, uh, where can people find uh, uh, that channel? We usually kick off uh, between 7 and 7.30 on Thursday or Friday. Uh, Thursday, if there's no European match on. Uh, Friday, if there is. Um, we go along. We, we, there's a real mixed bag of different things. Um, it's a bit anarchic. We talk about some very, very strange, uh, unusual things. There's a quiz. There's Kev's reminiscences. Uh, it's all hosted by Johnny Einstein, um, who's absolutely hilarious. Uh, Jens, uh, Nick, Gaz, Kev, myself. Um, we just have a lot of fun, essentially. Do please come and visit when we're streaming. Watch our videos uh, when we're not. Uh, like and subscribe and come and comment because uh, we'd love to see you. If you, it takes it into your head to follow me on Twitter and the, some of the ramblings that I come out with <laughs> on, on occasion, you can find me at bat underscore spur on Twitter. And uh, yeah. thanks for watching. Yeah, the, the YouTube link is on the description, so there's no excuse. There's no yeah. excuse. So yeah, make sure you hit the like here, hit the like here. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, go straight over to Shelfside Spurs, subscribe, like on there, and follow Rez on Twitter as well. Everything is in the description, uh, so there's no excuse. But uh, yeah, so that, that pretty much brings to the end of the international break, and then we're back to business as usual back on Friday. It's going to be a slightly earlier time because I'm out in the afternoon, so it's going to be uh, half ten. Um, but yeah, it's a preview to the Leeds game, and then we'll be back to regular, regular programming on Monday uh, at 8pm, hopefully talk about a win and Conte's first league win. But yeah, uh, like I say, great pleasure to have you on, Rez. Uh, Thank you very much for having uh, me. Yeah, I have to come on some, uh, uh, soon. Um yeah, cheers, Mr. K. Uh, have to come on soon, and yeah, hopefully we can uh, chat about a win. I, I've, hopefully, <laughs> I've spoken to you. This is the only time I've spoken to you where it's not been about a loss. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, 
great having you on. Uh, thanks to Brad as well, who's on earlier. And uh, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!